welcome back to the BSCS podcast. I am so sorry that it's been a very long time since our last episode. Being a year 13 means that I do have to sit exams, um, which have got in the way a little bit of the podcast, but um, we are back with a few more episodes. Um, And so one of the purposes of the podcast is to give support, give advice to one another. Um, Previously, you may have seen episodes about giving advice to people joining post-16 or things about friendship. Um, And so today we're going to be talking about revision strategies, and I feel like I'm in quite a good position to have this discussion, given that I've just done my exams. Um, And so Miss McCoom has kindly joined me today to help discuss this. Miss McCoom, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, so I am Miss McCoom and I'm in charge of Pay 16 at Bradley State Community School. Um, And I have a weird passion about revision strategies. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, So first of all, I think it's important to establish why we are talking about revision strategies. A lot of people think, oh, you know, go and do revision, just just do revision. But why is it important to find the right strategy for ourselves when it comes to revision? Um, So I think there are two kind of points to that. I think the first point is that revision strategies, there are effective revision strategies, and there are not non-effective revision strategies. Mm-hmm. And so go into revise. And if you revise badly, then it is not going to have a positive impact on you or the outcomes that you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and I think that's quite sad because you can spend hours and hours revising. But if you're not doing the right type of revision, then it's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, I think that's really that that's must feel really frustrating to students. And they feel that they've put hours and hours and hours in. in. If they haven't put the right type of hours, then they're not going to get better outcomes from from it. I also think um, that it's really important. Revision is really important because you, what 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 the exam boards and what you have to do in exams is really really difficult. Mm-hmm. And if you don't revise, um, then you you're setting yourself up to fail. Mm-hmm. And that might sound really really obvious. But I think that um, I think that the way that the exam boards and the specifications are structured now means that if you if you kind of leave everything to the last minute, then then it just it it, it just isn't going to work for you. It just not isn't. Um, that is as oh, it's as clear as that. If you don't revise, you just won't do very well. Um, so I think I feel really passionate about helping students with revision and revision strategies and effective revision and revision strategies because the impact of effective revision strategies can be significant Mm. the impact of poor revision strategies can be really limiting and I think that's why you you have to revise why it's important for you to revise but also why it's important for you to revise in the right way A hundred percent, yeah. And I really hope that this episode today, perhaps if you're a year 10 listening or a year 12 and you've just done some mocks, I hope this episode can really help you reflect on how you've revised and actually use this advice and use this feedback to think actually going into year 11, going into year 13, how am I going to implement some maybe different strategies that I haven't thought about before. Um, So before we come on to talk about those different ways of revising, I think it's really important to look at the theory behind revision because there has been a huge amount of scientific research behind it. So if we understand the science behind it, I think that will help us understand which strategy is best for us. Um, so the, the science behind it can kind of be summarised into seven concepts. We're not going to look through all of them today, um, but we're going to, I've picked a few of them 
um, to look at. Now, one of these stages, one of these, sorry, um, theories is called the stages of practice. Miss McCume, what is that and, and how can we kind of implement that with in our revision? Um, so yeah, I think what you've said there is really, um, I think what you've just said there is really, really important, um, Emma, about kind of the effectiveness of, of the strategy um, and actually the different stages. So what we mean by this is that there are, I suppose it's a little bit like the research out there is massive. And I suppose um, if we were a scientist who was in the medical field and they had all this research um, and they totally ignored the research and did, said, well, I think that, I think my writing notes is better for me then we would describe them as mad um so this is why we have to let the research tell us um what kind of what is effective revision strategies so the two types of um kind of the two types of stages of revision are the pre preparation stage and the performance stage and I think we see this a lot and I think you'll you really know this as a year 13 at the moment is the preparation st stage is about collecting um, and collecting the information in your head. So do you know the date that Henry VIII became king? Do you know that date? Um, or do you know whose theory it is about this? Or do you know the, the mathematical equation? Or some? do you know it? And if you don't know it, then you have to learn it. And that's the preparation stage. Mm -hmm. So is the preparation stage is about finding the knowledge. So what is my most important information? How can I arrange that? How are things connected? What are the key ideas and principles? How can I recast this information? So it's about connecting the information. It's about learning the information. And then the performance stage is about testing. Mm -hmm. So it's about testing yourself reg through regular testing and regular performing. So the preparation stage is about collecting information and the performance stage is about testing your information. So I suppose if you um, like sports and you're um, and you do any sport, it's a little bit like your preparation is your getting ready to go and do the Olympics. Yeah. So it the preparation is getting all that, collecting all that knowledge, doing all the right things, and then the performance is the testing of it. Mm -hmm. So, and you will mostly do that through past exam questions in the yeah. performance stage. Yeah, I think that's really interesting as well because I think that's where a lot of people first kind of struggle with revision because I don't think they've really fully grasped the preparation stage yeah and I think a lot of times in lessons people actually go with the flow of something that they don't understand and yeah. I always have had this kind of mindset especially in state formers I don't want to leave the classroom until I've understood everything and asking those questions because then if I've got a better understanding then it will help me with that practice stage later and wasting less time on the preparation and I think you're totally right with that I think it's really sad that lots of students will sit um and not understand something and not say they don't understand something because they don't want to look they don't want to embarrass themselves mm. but we always say don't we if you've got a question ask it because there'll be seven at least seven other people in this room who will be grateful you've asked it because they also don't understand yeah. so you do that is exactly the right attitude isn't it is ask the question um understand it because actually if you don't understand it then you're setting yourself up for an extra hurdle to jump over mm. Yeah. Um, so another concept is the idea that some revision strategies have high or moderate or low utility. Can you explain what this means and can you give some examples? Yeah, so um, the research shows that we have basically high utility revision strategies versus low revision 
utility revision strategies. So um, high utility means that um, they're really effective. Moderate utility means they're okay. Um, and low utility means that they, they're not very effective at all. Um, and that, that's what the scientific research shows. So some of the examples, I don't think, I, I, I am really proud. I think if you asked almost all of our students, um, what is an effective revision strategy, they would be able to say retrieval practice mm -hmm. because we've done lots of work on, say, on, on retrieval practice. So practice exam questions, knowledge questions, um, they, they are effective. Mm -hmm. That is a high utility. So we mean high utility means high effectiveness, moderate utility means moderate effectiveness low utility means low effectiveness um spacing out the practice so one of them is retrieval practice and we would all we, that's if i somebody said to me i'm what should i do i would all say pass exam questions pass exam questions um i use the phrase don't i when people are creating lovely mind maps i say oh okay that's great is that what you have to do in your exam create a mind map and they say no i have to answer some exam questions i say well why are you creating a mind map then mm. um so that and I think that, and I'm interested to know from your perspective, if doing past exam questions takes off the pressure when you actually then sat in there, because like, I've done so many of these now, yeah. um, and kind of it, when you're sat in the exam hall, it, 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 the pressure is gone. Um, so yeah, that's one. Spacing out practice, so revisiting topics every few weeks. Um, we shouldn't be, uh, for a long time, I think education was quite linear in right, we've learned this now, moving on to the next topic. We've learned this now, moving on to the next topic. And um, how can you remember something that's happened in September of, of year 12 or September of year 10? You just can't. So actually the spacing out of and keep revisiting topics um, every few weeks is really important. Spacing it out. If you sit down for five hours, you're not going to be effective. If you sit down for 30 minutes and do something for 30 minutes and then move on to another topic, and then come back, you're going to be much more effective. So it's about jumping around um, and teaching someone else the topic. So I see here you all the time. And, um, we have a giggle, don't we, mm. that some of the people mm. exploit others more because they're like, let me teach you that. Let me teach you that. Um, and they're getting and the, the, the person's like, oh, thanks. That's amazing. It's like, well, actually, they might be being a kind person, but they are benefiting because <laughs> actually it's really effective to teach someone else a topic. Um, so that's your three high utility. So that's where we should always try and be, be. but I'll explain in a minute why that's not always possible. Um, so your moderate is kind of writing out explanations. Um, so like if you've got a complex ideas and there are, uh, they're full of complex ideas, A-levels, aren't they, in GCSEs, mm -hmm. then actually writing out it in your own way to help you understand it. Um, moving from topic to topic, which we kind of spoke about, writing summaries of information um, and kind of reading whilst highlighting key terms, but that's moderate to low. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the research shows us that actually the low um, kind of utility or the low effectiveness is creating phrases or songs or lists, um, turning information into images and um, rereading notes. So kind of that's um, where, it, where it is. It's really interesting. Um, because some of the students, when we speak about this and when we do sessions on this, I've said, well, I make songs and I do this and I find it really effective. And I suppose the question I have for that is, do you find it effective because you do it again and again and again and actually it's retrieval? Mm. Or is it because it is the phrase of the song? And I think it's probably because the retrieval, like we sing songs, don't we, yeah. in 
in Sociology, for example, I don't think it's the song that you remember. I think it's me singing it again and again and again. Yeah. And I think it's actually the, the continuing practice put in the front of your brain. Yeah. Thank you. That's really interesting. I 100% agree with like the high utility being things like past papers, because I found that actually like going into my A-levels, I just did so many questions and I created my own questions as well, that actually for some of my exams, the questions I did were quite similar to ones I'd practiced at home. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that's it, isn't it? And th- th- there's only so many types of questions they can ask you. Mm-hmm. And you, I think when you do practice questions, you realise that there is some information, some knowledge that is just comes up again and again and again. Yeah. And you can kind of, you can start to really think, okay, I can really apply this to lots of different questions. Mm-hmm. And you will only do that by, by practicing questions. So another concept is the idea of deliberate practice. What does that mean? And how can we kind of implement that? Okay, so the idea of um, kind of deliberate practice is, is quite, it's quite hard, actually, the idea of it. But it is really about um, going through things, doing the hard things. So deliberately putting yourself in situations where you're continually stretching you above your abilities. So, for example, there's there's a whole process to deliberate practice, but you're deliberately doing something. So you're making a conscious effort and you're also making a conscious effort to kind of go outside of your comfort zone um it sounds really obvious that you you have to deliberately practice something um and you continually have to stretch yourself but actually most of us don't do it in the activities we think of as practice we kind of go to the things that we feel safe with mm. so um and i i we i do you know what this year i was absolutely over the moon um when the sociology a level paper was basically the functionist or part of it was the functionist theory of edu- of crime and deviance because it's the first thing we learn so when it comes to revision it's the first thing that everyone revises mm. so people don't sit down and think what do i actually need to revise because actually if they think about it i think if i did a, a survey of everyone in our group but they still start there first because it's where they feel the most comfortable. Mm-hmm. So deliberate practice is about putting ourselves outside of our comfort zone and revising something that we find really hard. So I don't know. I don't want to talk just about sociology. I suppose in history, what's the hardest topic? Like something to do with the Tudors and the economy. So, <laughs> so I expect most people would find or would most enjoy research um, revising the germany because it's the bit that they find the most easiest yeah um but actually we should spend more time shouldn't we therefore we should take ourselves out of a comfort zone it's about repeating a lot so high repetition we come back to that don't we repetition 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 um it's about accepting your feedback um so it's about kind of getting that that feedback on results continuously um so um have quite a lot of students and a lot of people who listen to this podcast will be really worried about handing in exam questions mm. because they will worry about what the feedback will be actually the feedback's really important because we can then that is how that is the only way that they can improve yeah um it's about doing things that are difficult so we always do things we know how to do well because they're enjoyable um if you ask me to do a list of jobs 
I will always do the easiest job because I enjoy it. Mm. It's just easy. It like that I will always do certain things and avoid the hard things. But it's about actually doing the opposite of that, doing the hard things first. Yeah. And it requires goals. So it requires I'm aiming for this. So if I, I think that students who don't have goals probably find their A levels and their GCSEs the hardest because they just don't know why they're doing it. Mm. And I think that that's so deliberate practice is all about those things. It's about putting yourself out your sight, your comfort zone. It's about repeating it, about feedback. It is about challenging yourself. Um, it's about doing the difficult things, and it's about having good goals. Yeah. And if you have those things, then actually you'll be you'll be in a good place. Yeah, that's brilliant. Thank you. I can really kind of um, resonate with that because I feel like when I was studying certain bits actually I would in my mind I was thinking oh I hope this doesn't come up because I wouldn't be very good at that <laughs> and so what I would do is I would just say right well let's just revise that and I'll keep going back on that over the next few days and then actually I was like do you know what if a question came on this I feel like I'd be really prepared because I'd stepped outside my comfort zone and actually I mean it may have taken longer to get my head around those things but I'd done it and then I felt a lot more prepared going in. Um, and I think you just said something really interesting then, and I like this phrase, and I will use it with students moving forward, is, um, do I, am I happy for, a, I, don't, I hope a question doesn't come up on that. Mm-hmm. And if you ask that question, that needs to be the first thing you revise. Yeah. That, that isn't it. So yeah, I think that's a really nice way of putting it. Um, okay, so the last little bit of theory we're going to talk about is the idea, idea of effort versus impact. What does that mean? Yeah. So, um, effort versus impact is really interesting. So, you know, we spoke earlier on about the high utility, the high effectiveness mm-hmm. revision strategies. Um, it sounds really obvious. They are also the highest. They have the highest impact, but they always have the highest effort. So the, another reason why students avoid exam questions in, um, and kind of, reteaching it to someone else and all of those things is because they, they take a lot of effort um, so it's easier to do low low things so it's easier to do um kind of things such as rereading whilst highlighting key terms um rereading notes um i don't i i if i go back to my gcse's i can really remember reading a textbook and highlighting it and no one telling me that was rubbish strategy and then my parents coming home and be like, have you done any revisions? Like, yeah, look at all this. Like, I've highlighted this whole textbook. Um, and they were like, oh, well done. You've done loads of revision. I, and, and it's not their fault. They didn't know any strategies because they weren't in education. And I not the school the, the school I went to didn't have this this research that we have now. Um, actually, that's letting me down as a revision strategy as, as, because I wasn't going to do very well. Because, uh, But also... Did it take me much effort to highlight a textbook? No, mm. none at all. Um, so the idea of high impact, high effort, is that we have that. Yes, we ha- we know that they are the most effective. So retrieval tract- practice, spacing out, teaching someone else, they had the highest impact, but they have also got the highest effort. Mm. And so that they you are going to get more out of them, but it's high effort. And so I suppose. What we say to students is, okay, if that feels really daunting, then go to your middle 
your middle um, kind of strategies. So go to your writing out explanations, moving from topic to topic, writing summaries. But it, you don't have to be in that that high impact. I'm sure you felt this. It would be interesting to hear. Revi- revising is shattering. It's yeah, tiring. Yeah, and it's because you're in that high that high impact all the time. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a lot from it. But you're also getting, I mean, they they describe it in the research as deep, desirable, deliberate. So it is exhausting, but the impact of it is really high. Um, whereas actually those kind of lower utility ones don't require much work. They're not going to make you tired, but you're also not getting some from them. So we can we do say you can sit in kind of the middle if you're having a tiring day. Um, but we also say you could combine some of the high effectiveness with the low effectiveness to kind of help you out a little bit um and i think we're going to talk about a couple of days aren't we in a minute but like what that might look like practically but yeah i think that i think so the idea of high impact high impact high um effort is that you need to be in that you need to be doing the high effort work to get the high impact Mm -hmm. yeah 100%. Um, Okay, let's talk a little bit about kind of um, time management. So before we can even revise, we kind of need a bit of a plan of what is this month going to look like for a vision? How, what advice could you give to someone when it comes to managing our time for a vision? Um, I think that one thing I would really say is that you don't want to um, set yourself up to fail. Mm. So if you make a plan that's unrealistic, then you are going to set yourself up to, to fail. So actually, I think creating a, a month plan is quite dangerous because a month's a really long period of time. Yeah. So for example, um, I, I I haven't been very well and therefore all the jobs that I had to do on my list a couple of days ago haven't been done. Mm. Um, and that's a couple of days. So if you imagine over a month, if something happens, then, then, you, then you're kind of going to end up feeling a little bit frustrated with yourself. So I think that my my first my first idea is to only have only do week plans. Yeah. So look at things at a week at a time. And I think also is to create it's to keep it as a working document. So say, okay, this is what's going on this week. This factor in my revision, but then at the end of the week, tally up how much you've done on each subject. Mm. Um so um you can say you could kind of say I was going to do this amount of work. I was going to do four hours of history over this week, um, and then at the end of the week, just actually as you go, colour in in that colour how much you've actually done at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Um, I can I can show people kind of um, platforms if they want um, templates if they want, but actually it means that you'll then kind of seeing that you could re- meet met your goal for the week as opposed to kind of setting yourself up to to fail mm-hmm. i would say does that make sense yeah it does brilliant thank you okay so we're now going to quickly talk through the five different ways that we can make revision stick um the first yeah. one is verbal recaps can you explain what that means yeah i can so verbal recaps is all about um you kind of you going through it's about so what we what all these strategies have done sorry i should explain this are taking some of the high impact and the low impact and combining them to make you feel a little bit safer um 
so they're aimed for people who are probably not quite at the stage in that you were a month before your exams where you were exam question exam question but they're kind of ready to go for it so this is it links the low impact of rereading notes and the high impact of teaching someone else the topic and it's all come from this kind of a-level mindset book um that we do a lot of work with um but we or we we take a lot of our revision strategies from because they've done loads of research so the idea of verbal repacks recaps is about reading a piece of information mm-hmm. um so whether it be something from a textbook whether it be an article whether it be something your teachers sent you closing the book and then you thinking what did i just read mm-hmm. and then what you do is you talk aloud summarizing in your own words exactly what you've just read so you read it you close the book you think what did i just read and process it and then you talk along you talk out loud um summarizing in your own words so you can't don't try and learn it word for word because that's never going to work um about what you've read and um so that is the idea of verbal recaps is about read having a look reading it thinking about it and then saying it out loud Mm. to try and get it into your head yeah and i think verbal recaps are really good because they show such a thorough understanding in order to recall something and explain it you've really got to understand it and i know in gcse i really struggled with science and so my attitude towards it was okay i'll just try and memorize these sentences and actually i wasn't understanding it so it wasn't sticking but well science is never really my thing anyway but uh (laughs) Now, actually, with my A-levels, because I understood it, then verbal recaps were so much more easier and made it stick longer term. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. I think I think there's quite a lot of people who think, oh, just memorise it. Mm. And then it, 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 they can memorise it for an hour maximum, <laughs> and then it just goes from <laughs> yeah. there. The next one is closed book note-taking. What does that mean? Yeah, so again, to help you guys out, so it's taking... Um, the kind of writing summaries of information, reading whilst highlighting key terms, and then some practice tests. So um, there was a piece of research um, that showed um, I th- they, what they thought they were going to find and what they actually thought they would find was, was different. So they asked they asked these, these college students in America, it's an American study, um, what is the thought, if you looked at these strategies, which one was the most effective? Um, is it reading a text once mm-hmm. and then going into an exam, reading a text once and making a mind map of the content, um, reading a text once, then taking a practice test to recall as much as possible, or reading the text four times, so repeated study. So what was it? Um, they actually found, um, which did kind of come as a surprise to me, is that the repeated study had the most impact. Oh, that that's what they that's what they that's what they sorry that's what the researchers found students predicted um actually what they found was the retrieval effective practice was the most effective so they thought that reading the text four times the repeatedness was going to be the most effective strategy but actually what they found was reading the text once and then taking the practice test was much more effective so it's a good one to know because i think i would i think i would read a text four times and think it was going to go in if I kept doing that. But actually, no, if we read it once and then do the practice test, that will be much more effective for us. Yeah, great. Um, the other one is testing your future self. What does that mean? 
is I really, really like this one. Um, I really like this one. So at the at, you've done a piece of revision um, and you're in the preparation stage. So you're in the learning stage um, and you kind of ask yourself the question, if my future self record this information perfectly, what would they know? And make a list of things to include in your test. So basically you write your own test. So you said you did that, didn't you, earlier? earlier on um so you write your own test um so you've just learned all the knowledge and you say right i'm gonna write myself a test that i'm gonna gonna ask some questions you start off with the easy questions and then you move on to the hard questions um and then you um i like this bit the most you you need to end on a tricky question mm-hmm. um and then you make um a note of what kind of test score would make you happy. So I've learned loads of information about this theory. These are the questions that I'm gonna ask myself. If I get seven out of 10, I'll be happy. If I get 10 out of 10, I'll be over the moon, but seven out of 10 is, is happy. Um, and then that's it, you leave it. And then next time you pick up, next time you go to revise, you pick up that test and you, you do the test and you see what you remember and see if you can get that seven out of 10. And if you can, you need to go back to your preparation stage yeah. on that knowledge. I quite like it. It's quite nice. Yeah. It's the kind of just it. It. I think it um, creates a bridge between finishing revision and coming back to the revision. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Um, what is another strategy? Is rag rating your topics? What does that mean? Yeah. So uh, we do this loads, don't we? Mm. Um, and I suppose you know we spoke about earlier about people going we that really nice thing that you said about um do you it would i be happy if i would be happy if an exam question came up on this um and i suppose that is what rag racing your topics is it's about taking each of your topics and red amber green in them um and then the topic that you are ready and it creates your to-do list doesn't it so all your reds should be your your go-to yeah ones then all your ambers and then all your greens just to check it. Um, and then I, I think you should be doing, I think you should be rag rating once a week when you're in the swing of mocks, um, sorry, exams, because you should be revising all the time that that it's a working document mm-hmm. where like you just said, I hate, I hate that topic as a red. And then by the end of the, by the end of the weekend, you're like, oh, it might be amber now. So it should be, you should be, rag rating all the time to help you work out where your priorities should be in revision so it really helps you prioritize your revision yeah and it's a bit uncomfortable at first because i feel like sometimes it can make you feel a bit down like oh this is really hard but actually if you Mm. conquer the hardest things then when you get to the easier stuff it it gets easier your revision Mm, i think also i was just thinking about this as we're talking about it I think also there's a bit of a danger of people being a bit too kind to themselves sometimes. Mm. Like they put, they give themselves greens really quickly. It sound really horrible. Like, mm. but actually, you give yourself a green. But I suppose we need to we need to train people. We need to help students understand what does it mean to be a green. Does it mean could you answer a six mark question on this? Could you answer a because I think people green because they know the knowledge in that moment. But would they know the mo- that knowledge in six months' time? If the answer is no, then are they really green? Yeah. 
I, I think there's a danger of doing rag rating too early on in your course. Mm. You have to be a bit careful with it. Yeah, that's a good point. The next strategy and the final strategy um, is about using command verbs. What does that mean? So um, using command verbs is about um, taking a kind of list of different things and basically creating your own questions. So we have um, a, the command words of kind of define, describe, explain how things work, um, kind of analyze, examine, make judgments about how things work. And it's about you moving from topic to topic and kind of creating practice questions. So you could say, oh, I don't know, in, his, in, in biology, annotate this, annotate this, and then jump into another area of biology and saying explain this or um review this so it's about you using these these command words mm -hmm. to really help you um to help you it is the one out of the five strategies that we've practiced this year that the students haven't been as keen on yeah. um i don't know why um i don't know if it's perhaps something we need to help with and try and explain it a bit more but it's really about taking that if you've got a command word you can do anything with these command words and that's what it's about, really, is mm. is being able to do anything with them. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So we've talked about the theory behind it. We've talked about why picking the right revision strategy is important. Now we've gone over the five strategies. Um, so verbal recaps, closed book note taking, testing your future self, rag rating and using command verbs. So hopefully now it's starting to make you think and reevaluating about what your strategies are that you're using. Um, and so I really hope that this podcast has and will be useful like I said earlier to any year 10s or your 12s or even those lower down in the school um but say obviously your 10s and your 12s have almost a whole year before their exams but say someone's listening to this in nine months time and it's April and their exams are in late May um and they're feeling a bit panicky they're feeling like oh no I've left revision too late which obviously we don't want but worst case scenario what advice would you give to that person? Um, I think that they need to not worry or panic. Um, I think that the strategies, we that they need to turn to the science um, and they need to um, turn to the research and they need to do the effective revision strategies. Because actually, if you do effective revision strategies, it, they will still be effective. Mm. So even though it's in April, they, there, there's plenty of time to do things well if you're using effective revision strategies mm -hmm. and um and if and if you do if you're in april and you use effective revision strategies and actually you'll be you'll be fine you'll be absolutely fine practice exam questions practice exam questions practice exam questions mm -hmm. that is what it's all about and people panic with that practice exam questions um but trust they, they there is a level that there needs to be a level of trust there is a reason why we do tell you to do effective exam um, practice exam questions and it's because we know they're effective yeah. so i think people panic that they say oh, i've always done it this way and therefore i don't want to, i don't want to change actually if you're brave and you take yourself out of your comfort zone um and you and in april time you have to take yourself out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. if you're feeling worried about about things then then practice exam questions are the thing that is going to have the biggest impact between April and the end of May, June. Mm. 
I remember you saying once, it's not a like a sprint, but a marathon. Like it's a long-term yeah. thing. Exams and I, my like biggest advice is just be consistent. Like even you know if if you don't start revision till April, actually, if you've gone along and understood things as you've gone and work hard in every lesson and don't leave the classroom without understanding it all then that really contributes to your revision yeah because you're having such yeah. a good foundation which I think is really crucial yeah totally yeah brilliant well thank you so much Miss McKean for giving up your time thank to you us today um is there any kind of final message that you would want people no to I don't I don't think so. I think it's just worth saying that, like, we get, we use all our revision stuff. So we are really um, fortunate that we follow, and you guys can follow them too as well. Um, the learn, um, the learning scientists, which are really good, which help have helped us loads when, as a school when thinking about things, and also um, Vespa, which is the mindset program, which is it, they do lots of really good strategies and they kind of summarize them all for students and teachers so it's worth having a look at their stuff as well brilliant well i apologize that this has been a little bit longer of an episode but i think revision oh sorry that's me chatting <laughs> no but i think actually you think revision's quite a simple thing and it is but actually when you look at it in depth there is so much to it um so i hopefully this has been a really worthwhile episode for any of you listening um and will help you kind of reflect on whatever year group you're in looking at how you revise um and yeah so thank you so much miss mckean for explaining all these concepts i feel like i've learned a lot um today and i've already done myself oh it's a bit late oh no <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i hope whoever's listening to this whether you're a student um or a parent wanting to support your child or a teacher i hope that you've really gained something from this and learning that ultimately it's about revising smarter not harder sometimes um, yeah, totally. So yeah, I will speak to you soon. Bye-bye.